0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Brian Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: Welcome in to tonight's Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeats the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-4. to Vegas 34-18 and 472 points on the year. Five-game win streak. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, let's start with the first period, one of the most entertaining periods of hockey I think we've seen in quite a while. What did you make of the opening 20 minutes?
2: That I need to work out more to get better (laughs) lung support. (laughs) Uh, That was really back and forth. It was so hard, Ryan, to keep up with everything that was going on. And I mean, part of it, meaning the play on the ice, Mm -hmm. the puck movement, the breakouts, the, the cutoffs in the neutral zone, all the loose pucks, but then all the scoring. Mentioned this, that Nemesnikov scored at 610, Howden at 617. Never before had the Knights responded to an opposing team's goal so quickly, only seven seconds. And then power play for the Lightning, they scored 657. So that's three goals combined in 47 seconds. i uh, I don't know the last time that happened in a game, but you get the idea. It was just such a busy period, entertaining, and you start to think about Boy, wouldn't it be something for these two teams to play a series against one another? And I know that would mean the Knights back to the final and the Lightning in their fourth in four years. But, you know, we can dream.
1: Yeah, we we can because it was an excellent, excellent game for both Tampa and Vegas. And really, for me, there's a lot of layers to this one. Obviously, the Golden Knights finding the offense in the first period. But really, the most impressive thing to me was how they played in the third period defending a one-goal lead, and how much they were able to keep Tampa largely to the
2: outside. Yeah, and I'll update my number here. 14 minutes and 31 seconds. I said fourteen eleven. It was fourteen thirty-one between Tampa's 21st and 22nd shots on goal. I mean, that is remarkable, which is not to say they didn't have attempts. Of course, they did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way that this team defends in order of, you know, supporting Aiden Hill— um, like, that's that's significant. You know, shots that get blocked is, a, is <laughs> intentional. You know, shots that miss the goal. Yeah, sometimes the opposing player just misses his mark, but sometimes you're forcing a player to miss because of how you're defending. There's no room to shoot. You have to try to pick a spot. So that is significant no matter how you look at it. And, uh, again, Zach Whitecloud has been back for five games. The Knights have won all five. It seems that this group, when it has that group of six together, They are so good. Alex Petrangelo talked about it on the pregame show, following up on the Bruce Cassidy system becoming second nature. It seems to have long since taken that form, especially with Theodore and White Cloud missing basically two months each. Now they're back, and Alex said it looks like they haven't missed any time at all. Shea is back for his seventh today. White Cloud back for his fifth.
1: You know, you mentioned Aiden Hill. Obviously, he picks up a, a, another win for the Vegas Golden Knights, perhaps the biggest one against one of the toughest opponents that he's going to face all year. Uh, what'd you like about Aiden's game tonight?
2: Well, you know, it, it's so interesting because there are moments when you're you're thinking to yourself, "Boy, like Aiden's you know, not really been in these moments before. Mm-hmm. Does the moment overwhelm him?" And then there's a moment where you think it might, and it doesn't. In fact, mm-hmm. the opposite yeah. happens. And he makes a big save. You know, the, the one where he, I mean, there were a few. And, and you know, it's so tricky with, with goaltenders, Ryan, because sometimes we see the highlight real caliber save. Yeah. You know, Vasilevsky is one for those, of course. Breakaways, slide across, get Nick Waugh, sliding with the right pad and the blocker. But then there are other plays that you almost miss if you blink, or if you're not watching the goaltender exactly and precisely, you know, just a couple of tries that go through the net mouth, he'll get a stick on it. Um, you know, plays with lots of chaos around the crease. But the one that comes to mind is when the puck comes in, he gets a play on it with his stick. It goes into the air, and then he gloves it. Mm-hmm. Aiden is six foot four, which is slightly above the average NHL player. But you got to be quick. I mean, and uh, you've ever put on one of those gloves like. They're not light. I mean, I've played baseball. You put on a baseball glove. Like, those things are heavier than baseball gloves. Mm -hmm. And to get it up as quickly as he did, you know, just a lot of little things like that where, you know, a guy who's not in that situation very much before could get rattled and lose those details, he didn't. And in the meantime, Ryan, it sounds like Bruce Cassidy is just starting to speak.
1: All right, let's head down to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media.
3: Made a nice move to get in there. Petro joined the rush. Had a three-on-one we didn't quite execute. Another two-on-one. Marshaute has two goals. Unselfish play to Cotter. We're just off net. Stevie on a breakaway. So we're doing all the things right to extend the lead, and we didn't give up one scoring chance. And we got into trouble there at the end with the over-the-glass penalty. That's unfortunate. Uh, but we did a good job in the penalty. So we finished the game. You know, and that, That's what I really liked at the end. Uh, first period, getting around to the front of the net. Scored a couple goals, greasy goals, marshy, uh, slot play, but, you know, he's got his own rebound going to the net. So I, I like that part of our game, how he goes to the net right after a goal. So, you know, again, 3 I think three of the lines got on the score sheet, right, that that uh, were out there. So typically that's what's been going on lately, and you're not going to – it's tough to get every line on the sheet every night. So probably those, uh, those two things, playing the right way once we got the lead and then um, working to extend it, but also – going back to the start to be able to get the you know the lead coming out of the first period at home it's been a challenge for us um now we're starting to figure that out again like we did at the start of the year go to alan Uh, alan snell with lvsportsbiz.com bruce i was wondering uh
4: are you finally comfortable with your line combinations and also did you get a sense that there was kind of a playoff vibe to the
3: game i did feel like it was a playoff vibe um I was comfortable with my lines in November and then a bunch of guys went and got hurt, damn it. So, you know, that kind of screwed that up. Um, Now we're back to pretty good health minus Stoney. And I am. I I like the way they're operating. Uh, As I said, it seems like every night it's tough to get all four going on top of their game every night. But I I thought, you know, I don't think it was, I think it was Stevie's line that wasn't on the sheet, but they still played hard, uh, had chances. checked well in the third period so yeah uh, yeah i mean i am um hopefully we can continue to get balanced scoring go to jesse then ken jesse granger at
1: the athletic Uh, things weren't going your way going into the break um had played some good games but maybe we're finding ways to lose what do you think you've learned about the team in these five games out of the break and especially
2: tonight against as good of a team as you just
1: beat?
3: well they needed to be recharged i learned that that you know we were certain level of fatigue we played a lot of hockey Um, our our schedule here in February has been kinder in terms of rest Uh, we get a day off tomorrow again to rest a little and and you know get back on it for now it kicks in once we go to Chicago we're almost every second day from here on in Um, I I like our attention to detail coming out of the break we we don't have a ton of like team meeting meetings you know we, we go over games and we do video but we had a little longer one discussing okay this is Kind of part three of the season, and it's time to play (coughs) winning hockey. And you play winning hockey by taking care of um, taking care of the puck, you know, details, discipline. There's a lot of different things that go into it, and I think they've bought into that. We've been defending very, very well. Tonight we gave up four, which is a little more than you want, but I don't think the scoring chances would be the equivalent of that when you kind of break it down. It's a very good offensive team, and they got a late one, so. You know, I think that, that part of it, is, to me, has been very good. I always think we'll score in that room, even though it didn't look like it for a stretch there at home and then come, uh, right uh, going into the break. But there's there's a lot of talent in that room that will eventually come around. Now you're starting to see a Jack got going, Smitty. Now you see Marshy tonight. So everyone's starting to find their game in that regard.
1: Ken Bolkies in Midnight Vegas. How hard is it against a team like that that moves around as much as they do and tries those seam passes to stay in the structure of your defense?
3: Well, I've seen it for years, to be honest with you. So, you know, like the first chance Kucherov had through the seam, you know, it's coming and it's like, guys, we just had a meeting, pre-scout meeting, and we addressed it before the game. There's a couple of things they do really, really well in the ozone. And that's one of them. They get moving around and they always have a net presence, but they find those seams. So we tightened up after that. We gave them a little bit of time to the outside. Uh, their D dance around a bit Sergachev's becoming like Theo right he's pretty good at one-on-ones um, we know Hedman can shoot um, so we kept them in check for the most part like Stamkos got his goal in the power play we talked about that about having a stick in the lane and even though he's well outside the dots he's beaten a lot of goalies in this league with that shot so we corrected that going forward um, you know their next power play was more they, they tried to get it more in the middle because we took that away and it worked out for us um, so for me uh, knowing this team I was ready for some ozone play where we you know we had to not turn your back to the puck either uh, on plays that go side to side and down low again just you know stay patient and then recover an off net shot so for us what involved more was our wingers being down low to contest those pucks which now your center has to rotate up so that's a little bit outside of our structure in terms of what they're used to but you know we practice those things so wingers have to be comfortable low you saw it a couple times uh, we saw Phil get to the front of the net with a clear like so i thought they handled that part well against a very active team so you know good for us because we're going to see more teams like that as we go um, and and Colorado's coming up they do that very well uh, Dallas has some active d so uh, even Calgary and they're not getting as much production but last year that very active d so we'll, we'll see a little bit of that coming up and hopefully we're we're good at it
1: <clears throat> Ben Goats, Las Vegas, for Journal. A Shea
3: Theodore, a goal, and two assists tonight. It's just what does having his you know, feet and, obviously, his skill back in the lineup mean for you guys? Well, that's what it means, right? It's offense. It's, it allows us to get out of our, our, net, our end cleaner. Uh, we're, we're a little more dangerous in the offensive zone. He's got to be accounted for. I know he'll be on the pre-scout of their team a lot. Um, and he can just manufacture stuff out of nothing, right? So, you know, that's those are special players, and every team needs them, and especially when you have some on the back end. You know, it makes you dangerous. But I, I thought him and Naber, Petro Mar- and Marty were outstanding for us, you know, all night. Marty, like I said, unfortunately had one go over the glass. That's tough luck for him. But they blocked a lot of shots. They defended very good top six players all night. And um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about their game tonight that, you know, them having that playoff mindset too as veteran guys, like we probably took that as a challenge, right? And that's where we got to get Nick and Whitey up to, hey, you know, this is what it's all about. So I thought they really really let our, our decor back there. And obviously Theo on the offensive side, but all four of them in terms of how they played, <clears throat> The last two will do Chris and then back here.
5: Chris Chapman, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Bruce, what was your confidence level that Marcia, so second goal was going to stand? And with the length of the review, did that confidence wane at all?
3: No, it actually goes up the longer they review it. Because at first it looks like, okay, this one might be coming back. They challenged it so quick, right? And, and you're thinking, okay, is it? And then you start looking at it, and, then, and sometimes I'm thinking, well, is it above the crossbar, his stick, but that's if it, the puck goes in the net, right? Now it's his shoulder, and, uh, and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, he's only, f- what, five? <laughs> you guys fill in the second part, so we, we've got a chance now here. So uh, I was just happy he stuck around the front of the net to get it, you know, it was a greasy goal, so whether it counted or not, and you're sort of thinking the process part of it is great. We get to the front of the net. Um, you know, it's a power play, though it turned out it wasn't a power it, it expired, but it was one of those, we're trying to get more of those types of opportunities in the power play. And so it was a lot of positives, but I, you never know, honestly. Uh, our video guy was, he wasn't sure either. So, but I also know that once the goal's good on the ice, that I know the league is trying to say it, you know, it has to be, you know, you have to be pretty damn—I forget the exact quote Mister Bettman came out with—but you have to be pretty damn sure. And and so obviously it was borderline, and we got one to go our way. And you need a few of those breaks too, right? So um, I'm glad to count it counted. <clears throat> Last one.
5: Terrell Emerson talked that talk. Media <clears throat> coach, going back to that Shea Theodore goal. Uh, it actually started with a, with a pretty crafty play from Michael Amadio, despite yep. obviously with the way that that play turned out. It won't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but can you talk about how big that was considering the way it started?
3: Yeah, he, he's done well with uh, Carly and, and Smitty, and that was you know, part of the hope, right? You've got some younger guys, and Michael's not that young, but going up in the lineup, Cotter's doing it, and we need that. You know, We needed Howie to be, to be able to take Will Carrier's spot and deliver what he did, right? And uh, we're getting it. We're getting it so that that's a lot of the reason why we're we're starting to win games now is players are getting a little more responsibility and they're open to it and have responded well and yes carly and spitty have to carry that line just like eichel and Marsha so have to but we need those guys to contribute when it's their turn and i think ammo's done a good job of driving pucks deeper and that's how that play started hang on to them, be stronger on pucks that was the battle with we had earlier in the year Michael you got to be stronger on pucks it's a hard and heavy league and and he's bought into that so good for him and he's done a good job with that very unselfish play by by uh, I think it was Smitty or uh, Car- whoever made the touch pass over to Theo but um, you know and again one of those pucks that just enough like Vasilefi he's pretty damn good goaltender just enough to get over the line so tonight we had a little fortune go our way offensively and um, like I said, you're going to need that against a goaltender like him. So, but anyway, back to your question. I like the job Mike's done, and um, and, and and the two guys working with him, right? I mean, they, they have to pull those younger guys along and get them comfortable in their game, and, and we've done a good job with that with our veteran guys. Thank you, Bruce. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Uh-
1: that was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 5-4 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. And with today's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off many price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: When the Vegas Golden Knights hit the road, check out one of the team's official watch parties. The next is set for Monday, February 27th at Nacho Daddy in Henderson. You can catch the game and enjoy food and drinks with the VGK cast as the Golden Knights face the avalanche that night in Colorado. It's the A Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-4. Vegas improves to 34-18 and 472 points on the year. Five wins in a row coming out of the bye week and the all-star break for the Vegas Golden Knights. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital, the Vegas Golden Knights. Nobody any worse for wear after this game for Vegas. That is good. Still without Mark Stone, still without Logan Thompson, but right now the Golden Knights have found the winning combination in terms of how they're deploying their lines and it leads to a big-time victory over the Tampa Bay lightning let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period the first few minutes pretty uneventful both teams structured not a lot going on however the lightning would strike first as corey perry made a great play below the goal line and vlad nemesnikov got things underway here's a redirect
2: side of the goal perry centered and it's into the back of the net tampa has taken the lead on a redirect at the side of the goal i think it was nick paul Or was it Nemesnikov? Nemesnikov was, yep. Vladislav Nemesnikov,
1: his sixth goal of the year from Corey Perry and Mikhail Sergeyev, 6'10 of the first period, made it 1 0. Tampa, just seven seconds later, the Golden Knights answered with Brett Howden's third goal of the year. Colas are looking for the response.
2: Howden front for Howden! They score! Brett Howden
1: ties it. Brett Howden's third of the year from Keegan Colsar and Alex Petrangelo, six minutes, 17 seconds into the first period, tied the game at one. Nick Waugh would take a penalty, and the Lightning would go to work on the man advantage. It's Steven Stamkos restoring the lead with a wicked one timer.
2: Headman looking left, Stamkos. One time, he scores. Oh, a big rip left circle. Steven Stamkos. Two to one, Tampa Bay. Steven Stamkos,
1: his 25th goal of the year, power play goal, the assist of Victor Hedman and Nikita Kucherov, 6 minutes, 57 seconds into the first period, made it 2-1 Tampa. Just over a minute later, Jonathan so erased his 13-game goalless drought, tying the
2: game at 2. Puck is free, taken by Theodore. around to the left. In the middle of the shot, so scores! You figured today was the day. Against his own club, Marcheseau finally snaps the skin. His first goal in 14 games, he ties
1: it 2-2. 16th goal of the year for Jonathan Marcheseau. The assist to Paul Cotter and Shea Theodore, 8 minutes, 17 seconds into the first period. Ties the game at 2. The Golden Knights worked hard to get that one tied up and then would take the lead as Shea Theodore scored one
2: of the prettiest goals you'll ever see. McDam almost gave it away, but it squirts through center. Here comes Amadio. Righty down the left wall. He breaks. He dropped it off in
0: shot. Save no. It leaks through. Vegas has
2: scored.
1: Shea Theodore, sixth goal of the year from Riley Smith, William Carlson. And if you gave third assists away, you'd give one to Michael Amadio. 14 minutes 20 seconds into the first period. Made it three to two. Vegas, and then shortly thereafter, Aiden Hill had to come up big with our AAA insurance save of the game.
2: Into the middle. Colorn, turnaround shot. Stick save. Into the air. Blood by Hill. <laughs> Squad afterwards. Look at A big crowd. He gets into it with Sorelli. The linesman jump in. Hill made an initial save. Puck went airborne and almost went over top of him, but he leached up and made the catch.
1: AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So thanks to that Aiden Hill save and the acrobatics, it was still a 3-2 lead for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then they would get their chance on the power play late in the period. That's when Jonathan Marcheseau made a great play and scored his second goal of the period just after the power play expired.
2: Now it comes out, high for a drive, stop, rebound, at the side of the goal, Marcheseau scores! Just as the penalty clock expires, Jonathan Marcheseau tucks it in at the left post. Vegas has a 4-2 lead, two goals for Jonathan
1: Marcheseau against his own club. 17th goal of the year for Jonathan Marcheseau, second of the game, the assist to Shea Theodore and Riley Smith. 17:46 of the first period, made it 4 2 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that four-two lead into the second period, and you wanted Vegas to clamp things down defensively, but the Lightning had other plans. As Corey Perry took advantage of a turnover and pulled the Lightning to within one
2: for the Knights. Keegan Kolisar pulled it out, and now a breakout pass. Watt gave it away. Perry shoots. Score. Hill got a piece, but not enough. Tampa strikes first in
1: the second period, and now trails four to three. Corey Perry's 11th of the year from Victor Hedman, 429 in the second period, made it 4-3 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take a one-goal lead now into the third period, and they did a great job throughout the third period keeping the Lightning to the perimeter. Sticks in lanes, disrupting a lot of what Tampa wanted to do offensively. Late in the third period, the Lightning pulled Andre Vasilevsky for the extra attacker, and Nick Waugh scored an empty net goal.
2: Six on five attack. Puck in front. Third away, but not out of their zone. Waugh knocks down Hitman's fast. Waugh shoots. He scores. Yeah. Nicholas Waugh from 160 feet away. Puts the puck into an empty net to give the Knights a 5-3 lead. Nick was
1: 11th of the year unassisted empty net goal 1851 in the third period made it five to three Vegas but the lightning would not roll over as pierre Edward Belmar would pull the lightning to within one with just 10 seconds left however that that, and and as Belmar scored that goal the Golden Knights certainly would would find their way uh, to, to trying to keep this game from getting away from them Alex Petrangelo would get the puck after that that the the uh the the face off and he would pull the puck back into the zone for the golden knights they would control play control play and all that was left in this one was the final call
2: stalemate bounces backwards to Hedman, banks it into the zone petrangelo gets it back skating to his own zone twisting it behind three two one it's an out of the zone the game is over five wins in a row the knights defeat the tampa bay lightning
1: 5 4, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning and win their fifth game in a row, improving to 34 18 4 for 72 points on the year and still tops in the Pacific Division. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's your host Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning five to four. One of the most entertaining games we've seen uh, on home ice here at T-Mobile Arena all season line season long. To game recap is brought to you by Universal windows and solar for the golden knights and the tampa bay lightning uh, they they just they couldn't miss in the first period it was goals galore the golden knights had to come back from deficits of one nothing and two to one in that first period but then they'd take a lead they'd extend the lead as john of the put two on the board in the first period and then tampa in the second period chipped away What I liked out of the Golden Knights in the second period was that this team bent; they didn't break. They didn't have super long extended periods of time where the Tampa Bay Lightning were rolling them over in the offensive zone. Did Tampa have a lot of zone time? Yes. Did the Golden Knights keep most of it to the outside? Yeah, they sure did. And then you get a little bit of confidence killing off a power play in the second period, and that's where things started to turn for the Vegas Golden Knights. Then you get into the third period Another strong defensive effort, as Dan Duva pointed out. The Lightning went 14 minutes, 31 seconds without a shot on goal in the third period. That is how you close out games. That is how you play winning hockey, as Bruce Cassidy talked about after the game. And that is why the Golden Knights have been able to put together five wins out of the bye week and the All-Star break. And look very much like the team they were at the beginning of the year, albeit without captain Mark Stone and without number one goaltender Logan Thompson. The Golden Knights are next in action on Tuesday at five thirty against the Chicago Blackhawks in Chicago. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose, uh, oh my goodness, it is late for me. The Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-4. Vegas wins five in a row, improved to 34, 18, and 472 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division. The Golden Knights are playing some fantastic hockey, and they've been doing it out of the All-Star break in the bye week, and they've been doing it incredibly consistently. And what I mean by that is, yeah, goals are all over the place. You have five goals, five goals, seven. And then against San Jose, it gets a little bit difficult. It's a 2-1 game. You get a good inning performance from Kapo Kakinen And then you come out here against Andre Vasilevsky, an NHL goaltender who in his entire career has never allowed four goals in a first period, and you put four on him. And it happens to be, oh, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I, uh, I guess, forgot. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been to three straight Stanley Cup finals. Three straight, winning two of them. Like, this is one of those teams... Where you want to have your best showing. And while this wasn't wall-to-wall 60 minutes, there were multiple phases, different layers. Think of the game almost as an onion, right? And I know it's a weird metaphor, but stick with me here. The outer layer of the onion, the first period for the Golden Knights, it's all about putting the puck in the back of the net. Offense, offense, offense. You were hungry around the net. You got to the interior ice. You needed to do that. Then... You find different ways in the second period to kind of pull yourself back into the game, not necessarily playing particularly well, but doing just enough to kind of bend, not break. And then in the third period, it was clamped down defense. It was how the Golden Knights had been playing out of the break and why they've been winning hockey games. Defense first, structure, sticks in lanes, attention to detail, everything to the outside. And oh, by the way, Aiden Hill making a couple of big time saves. So for the Golden Knights, everything you wanted to see, they were able to do it tonight. I'm curious to find out how you feel about tonight's game. 702-876-1340, that's the number, 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing?
6: I'm doing great. How are you doing,
1: Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, Uh, the chaos. Was the chaos fun for you? Uh, you know, listen, I i enjoyed chaos. I enjoy being right more than I enjoy chaos. And uh, I think there was one person on the VGK Insider show that predicted accurately that there would be a multi goal scorer, and it would be Jonathan Marsh. So I'm going to take a victory lap. Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, they missed the mark on this one.
6: I i also uh, agreed that it was going to be Marshy. I thought that he was going to break it and he was going to put more than one in, and he did. And that was super exciting. Um, I know before the game you asked uh, what what question, mm-hmm. right, that we wanted to be answered most um, yeah. in this game. And I said I wanted to see the defense hold strong. And I think they did that, which, you know, when you look at the score and you see, oh it was a 5-4 game, you think, well, I don't know if the defense did that great. But, like, that third period, they clamped down. They mm-hmm. were not going to let Tampa get back into this game. And, you know, uh In the past, there's been times where we haven't been able to get those empty net goals and turned out very important on this one uh, when Waugh buried it. Um, So, you know, they cracked just a little bit when that last goal went in, but it wasn't enough to let Tampa edge back in and win. So, you know, great job from the defense. Great job from Aiden Hill yet again. Um, Great job on the team scoring, you know, everything you want to see.
1: Yeah, it it certainly was. Now, I do have one question for you because – you know, you look at tonight's game, and, and certainly the Golden Knights come through with a big-time win. Did this win against this particular opponent change your opinion of who the Vegas Golden Knights are? You're usually pretty optimistic when it comes to this team, but did this change anything for you?
6: I mean, I I think that it should show everyone that, like, it's, you know, oh, they're only beating the good teams. Like, we just beat Tampa third third in their division right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they're a wagon right now and they have been for several years and we held up against them right we just did something that no team has ever done and put four goals in on Vasilevsky in the first period Mm -hmm. it's you know a, a strong showing against a very strong opponent and you know people were kind of shaky about is the team going to be able to do it without Stone and then losing Thompson and they're standing up and doing what they need to do to get, keep piling up these wins. I mean, they haven't lost in February.
1: You're absolutely right there, Stephanie. And thank you for the call. I I am interested to find out where you all stand on the golden Knights right now, because, you know, obviously when the team is losing and obviously going into the break, it got a little bleak there for a moment and there were, you know, in some interesting takes when it came to the Golden Knights, a team that uh, from really the beginning of the season were first in the Pacific Division. Now coming out of the break, having won five straight, and you can look and parse and you know quibble with the the level of competition. You're not going to do that against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. This was a solid 60-minute effort for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm curious to find out if tonight's win, more than the four previous, have changed your opinion on who you think the Golden Knights are, or what you think this team can be. 702-876-1340 is the number. Did tonight change your mind or your opinion on this Vegas Golden Knights team? 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phones, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
4: Yeah, a lot of times we chuckle when the guys fling the puck 150 feet across the ice in practice, but I'm glad they do it. Mm -hmm. And Nick Waugh did it tonight, and there it goes. That's that's the game, game, set, and match. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you practice things, sometimes it doesn't show up. But that's an example of something frivolous that did tonight. Also, uh, we obviously have better health. I mean, we don't have Stone. We Mm -hmm. don't have Thompson. But the health is so much better than it was a month ago. And this is indicative of how you can win a game against maybe one of the three best teams in hockey without Eichel and Stevenson and Cotter. And, uh, and uh, obviously you didn't get any production out of Carrier in terms of goals. They didn't pot any goals, but it didn't matter Mm -hmm. because somebody is healthy enough to step up and make the difference. Aren't they?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you get a, a, I mean, Shea Theodore was the driver tonight, right? Like, I think we can Mm -hmm. all accept that. He's got a goal and two assists. Shea Theodore dancing into the offensive zone, through the neutral zone. Uh, His skating legs were fantastic. There's something about playing the Tampa Bay Lightning and Shea Theodore just having fantastic games. But, you know, Paul Cotter does find his way onto the score sheet. Jonathan Marcheseau explodes for two goals. Like, the top line comes through for you. I I I thought, you know, even despite the lack of production from, say, a – Carrier Stevenson Kessel line, they were still doing a lot of good things in the offensive zone, and they were still pretty structured defensively. So uh, it, it takes a lot of little plays to win hockey games. Some things that you know maybe don't show up on the score sheet, like Michael Amadio making the play that started everything for Shea Theodore's goal. Uh, but for the Golden Knights, you know when when you're when you're getting production up and down the lineup, you don't have to have one guy or two guys really carrying the mail for you, and that's really what a team is, right?
4: Yeah, it sure is. That's it. that's what I mean by health and mm-hmm. getting everybody back on track and winning games that you might not have won a month ago because you just didn't have all the Major League personnel that you needed to show up every night. Now, we do have four games and six nights against Western Conference teams. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to ask the question, Do we think that this team is now better or different or going to go all the way? I'd like to see how we do because four games in six nights is tough enough, all against Western opponents. And then that horrific road trip in two weeks where you play six outstanding teams in a week, that's going to really tell us a lot.
1: Ah, uh, you got Philadelphia on the on the docket, buddy.
4: Yeah, I'm glad of that. I'm
1: glad of that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not calling the Philadelphia Flyers fantastic. I'm sorry. I'm going to push back all day long on that. I'm not doing it. I can't do it.
4: I don't like going to Carolina and two Floridas on, Listen, on one I, trip. I I'm don't right like the, that at I'm all. I'm right
1: there. I'm right there with you, but you can't. You cannot lump the Philadelphia Flyers in there with those teams. I, I just won't allow it here.
4: All right, I'll push back on your pushback and say there's, there's a, that's a heck of a road trip, a difficult road trip. It
1: sure and, is. It sure is, Mike. But that's going to be one of the things that that's going to be an area that we learned something about the Golden Knights, and it's all data points, right? And you know, for this team mm-hmm. right now, can they do some damage in the playoffs? Can they be be greater than what we've seen from them? They're going to have to be. They're going to have to be a team that grows, and they're going to be. A, they're going to have to be a team that kind of can navigate the rigors of what their schedule is going to be because the reality of the situation is in the playoffs, you're playing every second day. So they've got to find a way to get through this next stretch and be a productive team. If they do that, the sky's the limit for this team.
4: Well, that's what I'm looking at. The next four games starting Tuesday, if you come out of that with six points or even five, I think it's a success. Six would be better. Mm -hmm. And let's see what happens
1: all right great stuff as always mike thanks for the call 702-876-1340 do you agree or disagree with my assessment of the philadelphia flyers if you want to yell at me about that you absolutely can call up and do that or i want to hear from you has this game against tampa changed your opinion of what the golden knights could be that's kind of the crux of what i'm trying to get at here vegas having won five straight games coming out of the bye week in the all-star break Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Chase. Hey, Chase, how you doing?
7: What's going on, man? Uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, I think that the last couple games. I mean, obviously, we had a horrible uh, January. A lot of things happened, but we got our defenseman back, mm-hmm. and we, you know, kind of have an opportunity to decide whether we're going to be, like, a trader or whether we're going to trade for someone. And I just think that they, um, they've done so good the last couple games, and this game was,
1: like, the ultimate test, and we just won. So we should take that and uh, and run with it. Well, what do you want to see the Golden Knights do with the trade deadline then?
7: Oh, dude, I mean, I think that – I think Patrick Kane next to Jack Eichel would be
0: amazing,
7: Um but I, I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think we we need a winger. Mm-hmm. I think we need some solid winger with a really good shot that we can throw next to Eichel, um, and then possibly Bob Marsh or so back down uh, with Carlson and kind of put everyone in line. I just uh, I don't know if it's Kane or if there's someone cheaper. Obviously, I I don't know what we have, but. I think that obviously we have some um, cap with Mark Stone being injured. Um, I just want to I want to see something, and I think that uh, they deserve it now that they have won these games.
1: Yeah, thanks for the call, Chase. Uh, you said something interesting there that that they deserve it, right? That you know you you had to prove something, I think, coming out of the bye week and the All Star break to to really yourselves in the hockey world. You had to prove that, you know, the 13-2 the and two start to this season wasn't uh, just a distant memory for the Vegas Golden Knights, that you could go on a run of five or six or seven straight. You can be one of those teams that that, you know, is able to handle the teams they're supposed to handle but also go toe-to-toe with some of the best in the league. And they did that tonight against Tampa. And you know, the, the, the thing that I think is interesting is you mentioned Jonathan so kind of bumping him back down to play with the Misfits with Riley Smith and William Carlson. Michael Amadio has been fantastic. He he has been legitimately fantastic. I would say the way that he's been able to play fit in seamlessly with William Carlson and Riley Smith, it's a testament to those two players being really predictable and easy to play with, but it's also a testament to Michael Amadio, number one, his individual skill, but number two, his ability to read off of the players that he's playing with. There are no-look passes, touch passes. There are passes that Jonathan Marcheseau would make, to those two players in, in Carlson and Smith, and so had the benefit of playing with them for five years. That's not the case for Michael Amadio, but he has fit in so well, and that is what has allowed the Golden Knights to have a more balanced approach, and personally, that is why I believe they're winning a lot of hockey games. So... Good on Michael Amadio. We don't talk about about him enough. He's been fantastic for this Vegas Golden Knights team. 702-876-1340 is the number. The Golden Knights have won five in a row, and they just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I want wall-to-wall calls here. 702-876-1340 is the number. Who stood out most to you tonight? And did tonight's result, did this game... Change your thoughts or opinions on the Vegas Golden Knights moving forward. 702-876-1340. It's the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-4. Vegas, winners of five straight, 34-18-4, 72 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division. Next in action on Tuesday at 5.30 against the Chicago Blackhawks. That's a 4.30 pregame show. 702-876-1340 is the number. We've got a line open, and I asked a couple of questions. Who stood out most to you tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights, and did this win change your thoughts on what the Golden Knights can be down the stretch here in the regular season 702-876-1340 let's head back out of the phone lines bring in greg hey greg how you doing
5: good ryan how you doing brother oh, i'm good you, you sound extraordinarily <laughs> spunky for a very very uh as you say uh a decisive win um who stood out hill how about that mm-hmm. our goalie yeah um he wasn't spectacular but he was solid and he got the job done Okay, and we need that. Goaltending needs to be consistent above all things. The name of the game is goaltending, as you well know. Um, what uh, did it change my mind about the Knights? No, but I think it reaffirmed uh, uh, what I would call the solidity or the solidification of your character that they showed tonight and that they've been showing. And perhaps the best thing—I can't believe I'm going to say this because I'm not a big fan of the. Uh, Uh, break in the middle of the uh, season is that perhaps that break was just what we needed and almost literally what the doctor ordered a chance as you will to uh, if you will to uh, repair refocus heal and reattack, and come out fresh and ready to rock and roll and they have certainly done that so in that sense I think the break probably was the best thing that could have happened to this franchise at this point in the season it's hard to believe we're two-thirds of the way through the season already.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I I think the the bye week, the All-Star break, it it happened at the exact right time. I know that kind of going into it, the Golden Knights were starting to get their game going, Uh, and Greg, thanks for the call. I, I think that just getting away was the most important thing for the Vegas Golden Knights, and certainly when you look at the results coming out of the break, that makes a lot of sense because their attention to detail has been fantastic, and they've been dialed in, bought into what Bruce Cassidy wants from them. That's winning hockey down the stretch. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
4: Hey, good, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, to answer your question, what stood out tonight was the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're looking good, and those those six defensemen. You know, they're holding it together. Um, the only blemish tonight was what, with four minutes left, when Martinez threw it over the glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always makes it interesting to to finish the game. Um, but you know, I, I'd like to shift gears just a little bit here. What really, really concerns me is of course the power play. Mm-hmm. It just um the other night against San Jose, oh for seven.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Man, that that's not gonna cut it in the in the playoffs. You know, you have to score on the power play in the playoffs, you know, they've <laughs> They've gotta get that together. I, I just don't get it. They used to be so good and now well, it's just to, I, to, I don't know, lack of a better word. It just it's pathetic. It's Well,
1: it's I I okay, Mike, that's that's fine. Like I I'm I'm not gonna like Sit here and rag on the Golden Knights tonight after this win. And, you know, the John of the Marsh, so his second goal of the game might as well have been a power play goal. It comes one second after the power play expires. So it's set up by good hard work on the power play. Uh, did you not see, and, and I guess kind of the big question is like you're, you're going back to a previous game, which is fine. They go 0 for seven you're going to have concerns there. But the fact of the matter is, I thought they moved the puck around a lot more efficiently on this power play. They outworked their opponent on the power play tonight. And again, if Marchessault so scores on that deflection, we're talking about a power play goal, and we're not necessarily rehashing what happened against the San Jose Sharks the other night. 702 876 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Georgie. Hey, Georgie, how you doing?
7: Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, something that stood out tonight... Uh, you know, Aiden Hill was good,
4: and mm-hmm. LT is great, uh, but we really need Flurry back, and I think that's the thing that this team is missing. Why is that? He just added something that Hill and LT didn't, and you know, Frey Jack Eichel and Houghton for Flurry, I think they would go for that.
1: are you're, you're, you're. Are you being you're being serious?
4: Dude, everybody agrees that we need flurry back.
1: I don't I don't. okay, g- okay. thanks for the call, Georgie. Um, I I really thought being in first place in the Pacific Division I, I really thought oh and and let's just let's just kind of take a, a look at where the Minnesota Wild are. Just just humor me for a moment, Georgie and and thanks for the call. I I, I, I do appreciate it. Um, the Minnesota Wild have 63 points and are on the, the cusp of a wild card spot, right? They, they are the second wild card right now. The Calgary Flames, the Minnesota Wild, they're tied. There's a real concern that Minnesota may not make the playoffs. The Vegas Golden Knights are tops in their division. Goaltending hasn't been an issue. I, I, don't, I don't understand, legitimately, I don't understand how we are still going through this, how we're still rehashing this, now that we are three goaltenders removed from Marc-Andre Fleury? I get it. He's a future Hall of Famer. I do. I understand that. But the Golden Knights just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've won five straight coming out of the break. Mark Andre Fleury is not a member of this hockey team, and yet we still do this. I just, I just don't get. I'm, I'm at a loss. Uh, well done, Georgie. If, if, if that, if this was essentially what you were going for, um, kudos to you, buddy. Uh, I've, I, I'm, uh, oh boy. We're gonna take a break. It's the extended post game show. Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 5 to 4. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Vegas 34, 18, and 472 points on the year, tops in the Pacific Division. Um, no, no. As I sit and think about it, The Golden Knights do not need to make a trade for a goaltender. That was the question when Logan Thompson went down. But with Aiden Hill stepping up and playing well, Lorraine Brossois itching to get an opportunity to play in the National Hockey League again, and Logan Thompson, the timeline looking like he'll be back in the regular season, the Golden Knights are not short a goaltender. They are probably a team that would stand at the, at the trade deadline, to bolster their offense a bit, to bring in maybe another forward to to really boost their depth. But I don't think the solution for a team that's won five straight games, largely because goaltending's been pretty good, I don't think that the solution is to trade two forwards for a goaltender when you might want to add offense and add a forward at the trade deadline. That, to me, just doesn't seem like it makes any sense which leads me to believe that, Georgie, you and I, we weren't being honest with each other. You weren't being honest with me in terms of what you were calling in and what your intentions were. But that's totally fine. The Golden Knights, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-4. to four. Vegas has won five in a row, and this team right now is cooking. So I cannot wait for the Golden Knights next game. It'll be Tuesday, 5:30 against the Chicago Blackhawks. 4:30 pregame show. That's going to do it for me here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to James Davis down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bob Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. Yes, even you, Georgie. You entertain me. Well done. Until Tuesday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio ninety-eight point nine FM at thirteen forty AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.